bring it in whenever you want. I can cut this part out. So what you want? Okay. Yeah, when you bring in, um, when you bring in, when you want to chop up with Bryce, do you want to do it like all intro and then I'll kind of, because I have wherever you bring me. him in. How about wherever you bring him in? That's when we'll start chopping it up a bit. Okay. Wherever it say say what you have to say. If you introduce Bryce, whatever you way you wanted yeah. to do, and then we'll talk from there. Bryce, you guys okay. get you speaking up too. I think a yeah. little louder. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Up. All right. We good? Because hope yeah, we, we gotta could. try to match. Yeah. There you go. We're trying to match each other's levels. I think because we're all okay. we don't have recording devices. All right. Just AirPods. Everybody ready? Darren, bring us in whatever you want. We're good. Going straight to the pods. Ladies and gentlemen, another day, another episode of the Scramble Squad Pod with your boys. And we're in for a good one this week. As you already know, it's your boy Lenny. It's your boy Darren. We're here to chop up what was a wild week in the PGA. We are also going to break down some equipment halfway through the show and wrap it up with our picks. And let me tell you listeners right here that I'm fired up. This is a big week for the kid. Hey, Lenny? Big week. Darren, Darren went back and wanted to change, <laughs> uh, actually so bad, that we wanted to go back and change the contest for our picks just because I made a little comeback. Lenny, any thoughts on him wanting to win and changing the rules of our contest? Well, I, 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 to be fair, I brought this up to you partway through this tournament. And I said a while ago, we have our, so we have our top, we, we pick our outright winner. And then our outright winner, we don't count as our top 20. So when they finish in the top five or runner up, we don't even count them as a, as, as a success because we do outright winner. But I think we do need to include them because we are making bets on them still in the top 20 regardless. Um, and that's what we brought up with Darren. And Darren is officially trying to lock it in today because he benefited from this. Darren went four for four in top 20 this week. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. In his real top 20, it was three for three if no one could do the math. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think they struggle with that. I, I do time to time. It's fine. It's fine. No, we definitely did talk about it earlier. I think it's honestly, I'm, I'm trying to benefit, reap the rewards, see if I can get as many points on the board because God forbid, we're going to need as many as I can get, really. Um, but with that being said, listeners of the pod, it is official. We are having our first three-way. The light oh, of, the of that the boys of the Scramble Squad have yet to see until today. So week seven threesome we're getting it on we are joined by a college friend of ours bryce boys first and foremost welcome to the pod i'm excited to have you bryce isaac told me that this week we need to have you because you're amped up about this week's tour stop so first things first what's good how have you been well, i've been good man excited to be on the pod long long time coming now Long time coming, man. Yes. Now I know. I remember. So when we were we were in the summer or something, maybe talking about doing a podcast. I think I I might have filled Bryson before I even hit there and up and like let's do a podcast. Wow. I was like, and Fine. Bryce, it, Bryce kind of. I'm I'm gonna say Bryce volunteered. I didn't like recruit him, although I would have like 
Bryce was like, whenever you guys do the players week, hit me up. I love Sawgrass. So I was like, all right, well, Bryce is coming on the podcast. Just to be clear, he's not our college friend. I'm going to claim him. Darren does not know who Bryce is. He's never met Bryce <laughs> until five minutes ago. Rips Bryce, the bandit off, Lenny. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. relax. You know, I, I feel like I got I have a story for Bryce before we get to anything. Fine. Before we even let Bryce talk, because Bryce has only said two words, and I'm already jumping in. And it's not even my podcast today. It's Darren's. But I have to tell the story. So we know I know Bryce from school, but I met him in France. And the year before I met him in France, we lived. Oh, what? In the same apartment building. Yes, we you lived, lived in... literally the below apartment you. underneath us. Yeah. The reason it's significant is because we had major problems with the people in the apartment above us. They were they snitched on our parties. They were bitches, and then, so to get back at them, we snitched on their parties. We were bitches. That sometimes we 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 would go around hitting brooms against the ceiling to wake their asses up in the middle of the night. They would be oh, stomping on the floor. We definitely did a couple 3 a.m. A few stomps. Stomp on the floor. Yes, absolutely. Stomp on the kitchen floor. And it all came to a head when uh, they came down. Four of them came down, knocked on our doors, ready to fight. So we came down at our doors, also ready to fight. <laughs> and then after that, nothing happened. The funny part is the people that went down to your door was literally the weakest people in the apartment. Bryce, you were back. I saw you in the back. You were standing in the back like a little bit. I was third person back, yeah. (laughs) I was fourth, so we're good. You were definitely not the first to open the door. I was, yeah, I was scrawny then, that's for sure. Oh my god. Well, yeah. That's actually so good. That's how we know each other. And then we met in France. We met in France, and we were yeah. drinking buddies because in France, the water is more expensive than the wine. So we each get like a bottle of like either champagne or, or wine, whatever, every night. And we each pound I back think a it bottle. Was a, it was definitely a few bottles a night. A few bottles a night. Uh, don't let my Dang, family. I, I got family listening to this. <laughs> no, sorry, dude. It's fine. We've talked about partying with Dustin Johnson, so we're good. Yeah. Um, like, Yeah, no, it was five nights a week. And then the other two nights, well, three, three, four nights a week, and then the other four nights we were in different countries partying. Same thing. Hey, you boys were just staying hydrated. You're doing yes. what you need to to be cost efficient, have a good time, and more importantly, cost stay efficiency. healthy. Yeah, stay, <laughs> stay healthy. healthy. You guys are in sync. Look, at I'm that. not buying no three dollar waters. No, yeah, man, just two fifty for a bottle of wine. Like, what are you? And this is good wine. You can't even wine for eighteen dollars that good here. See, that's the thing. You're like, if it was, if it wasn't France, like, I might argue differently. But it's France and wine. How can you not? Like, that's what we said. That was our rationale. One plus one does equal two in this case. Like, yeah, we didn't have to replace their livers, and we cleansed very well. After yeah. upon graduating, not necessarily in the semester after, but like after upon graduation, it's clean, good. We're good. You know what would have been dope? good? I think like to to make this story even juicier would have been if everybody just threw fists, like everybody just kicked the I shit know. out of each other, and I then know. and then a year later, full <laughs> circle, you guys are just chopping it up, absolutely hammered on two bottles of wine, and basically roommates. <laughs> Yeah. 
when in doubt, you find Fresh it in bug. France. Yes, sir. I yeah. mean, I wish my university stories were like that. God, I bummed it with my parents, so I'm pretty sure if I was the one banging a broom on their uh, on under them, they would have kicked me out of the house and never had me back. So, yes, it was it was rowdy. Uh, we we're not total barbarians. We didn't fight. It was all it was all intimidation. Yeah, um, I mean, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> uh, Brent, what's up? What do you want? Uh, well, um, yeah. Right, that was France, golf, man. That was France. France was great. That was like three France years was... ago, four years. So that was a lot. Three years. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. It was good. Yeah, I mean, you probably heard the stories from Isaac there. Mm-hmm. Some. Just travel. It was a great just time. A like the experiences and like living in the castle, man. Yeah. Yeah, we lived in a castle. For those of you That's that was curious, yeah. Ed Sheeran cool. wrote a song about it. Like, <laughs> we were also no, no. we were in Strasbourg uh, at the time when everybody heard of Strasbourg at that point because that. there was like the the terrorist attack. Um, mm-hmm. So that was Did you guys get locked down. Oh yeah, I they remember. Down. I, I remember going through a Switzerland border, which is usually very tame, open border basically. Uh, just locked in on the bus, snipers on us. Just like overhead, I don't know. I think it no, Bryce. It wasn't you with me. It was Kira. But yeah, we had like snipers on us. It was a weird. Don't get on the wrong side of that red eye, hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's your? I know this is golf, but what was your favorite experience in France? Let's do this in France or abroad, like in Europe. Just do Europe because we Mm -hmm. didn't say in France. Give me a little taste. Could be wild. Wild? Could be wild, or it could be you saw a beautiful painting at fucking at the Louvre. I didn't actually get into Louvre, man. I went to one day, it was free to get in, and the lineups were just absolutely <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So, I, I, actually, didn't, even I didn't even... Yeah, didn't you get... That was because of the lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the riots. I didn't want to go to Paris. It was two hours away. It just, like, kind of the least attractive city to me. True, true. Yeah. Anyways, about you, number one experience, experience yeah. man. Tell us. Putting you on the spot. a long time ago. Putting you on the spot, man. This is not good. Um, <laughs> Pressure's on, dude. This is all being recorded. The question is, did you remember your time in France? I was going to say, like... Absolutely, like, looking yeah. back at it. All I remember... Just hanging out with Isaac in the castle, usually in the Look kitchen. Thank God. That's yes. what I remember. Not getting in fist fights over stomping on the floor or banging on the ceiling with a broom. No. No, the Dang. the person the like the I don't know, one of the one of one of the people facilitating the thing wasn't very happy because she lived above us, but <laughs> lived above the kitchen, so <laughs> she wasn't pleased, but whatever. It was once in a lifetime everyone's doing this, so we good. Chilling. Oh, we good. We yeah. know each other, then. Exactly. Now, I think, uh, Darren, we'll let you uh, take over again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get back to your podcast. Flat no, it's okay. I honestly, if you have anything that kind of pertains to memories, yeah, just, jump in. Anybody just jump just in. Anybody just jump in. 
Yeah, I'm I'm all ears. I've never been. I'm envious. I want to go. So I'm I'm all ears. This oh, might be a man. golf podcast. We'll get into that later. Golf and travel. Anybody got hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, golf travel. Yeah. Although you don't. So if anybody from France is listening to this, bonjour. Get get yeah, get us some tickets out there and I'd love to play some golf. That that'll be the link. That'll be the plug. All right. See so Bryce, I'm sure you probably listened, and if you haven't, we have one rule before we really wrap up our intro and get our podcast started. And it goes like this. We're gonna play some would you rather. So here it is. Would you rather play in some unmode thick Juicy rough, or get freaky in some nasty weather. <laughs> Boys, what are we talking about? <laughs> hey, I need you to think about it. You're would I rather? Yeah. Would you rather get freaky in some nasty weather, or play in some unmowed, thick, juicy rough? I'd rather get. Freaky in some nasty weather, man. Yeah. Is that the okay. question? That was you answered the question. That, answered was, the question, that was apparently a legitimate question that he asked. It was. Yeah. Money. I'm Talk a notebook. I'm, I'm a notebook person. So I'm gonna get freaky in some nasty weather. We love that uh, romance. We know Bryce and Lenny <laughs> just said they're all about playing in the rain and the cold. Darren loves some juicy roughs. Hairy rough. Thick. Relax. That, this is your question, dude. Four, four inch? Four foot? Four foot rough? Oh my god. On oh. mode where you can't even see your ball? Ugh. I'm getting not seeing the weather. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, ain't messing with, I ain't messing with the uh, rough. So uh, gentlemen. Fairway. I don't even like green. I like greens. We're good on greens. That's it. We're good on greens. Yeah. Okay. Cancelled. Okay. Done. We're canceled. No more, no more Scramble Squad podcast. Bye, guys. Well, the ladies and gentlemen, this Would You Rather leads us right into what we just got to witness this week. And some might even say a U.S. Open preview because I swear to God, that's how they had that damn course set up. So, ladies and gentlemen... Jump into it, the Arnold Palmer Inventational. And the $12 million purse, first and foremost, goes out to none other than the second-time winner in the last three starts that he's had, bloody sake, in Scotty Scheffler. So first and foremost, if you tune in, Scotty, congratulations on you. <laughs> for the viewers or the listeners, congratulate him. We love Scotty. Especially here. Let's go. He played really well on what was a very difficult golf course. I broke down the numbers, rolling peas. So our favorite between Isaac and I, the proximity and putting. I wanted to add a few stats, tee to green and fairway percentage. And it was actually kind of startling when I looked at a lot of them, to be honest with the both of you two. Reason why I say that is because he was not in any of the high standouts as far as top five even, in any of these four metrics. And he was even 55th in T accuracy. So 10th in proximity, 17th in putting. He was 8th T to green, T55 in T accuracy. 
So nothing screams out statistically to make him go, well, shit, he's going to be our clear winner. Like what we saw at Pebble Beach, what we saw at the Genesis, and a lot of our previous winners beforehand. But here's the key to me that really stood out, was he had a solid game plan, and he stuck to it. The last thing that really stood out to me was in the final round, back nine, watching Scheffler, was that he just didn't make any stretches down, or mistakes, pardon me, down the stretch. I really think this tournament was, for all the statistics, for the analytics, or the analysts, analysts is the word I'm actually looking for. There you go. Just absolutely nuts as much as the players did because there weren't any standout factors for our winner that he had really set to pull apart from the field. So boys, real quick, after my vent, after my rant, what do we think about Scotty Shepard's win? I mean, I'll dump in first. I don't know if Bryce watched. We'll ask Bryce after. Sure. Um, I don't know. When you mentioned like the 10th in proximity, 17 in the putting, 8th tee to green, not necessarily jumping off the page like the best, but putting those three things together and being top 20 and all absolutely had an effect on being consistent throughout his week. The tee accuracy kind of throws me off a little bit because – I believe there was only six guys in the field that were under par the last day. So 55th in T accuracy is kind of throwing me off. Um, but uh, just the grind. That's what I think. The grind of his efforts to win that tournament. I don't even think that win feels like, I mean, obviously the win feels good. But it's just like a relief that you don't have to play Bay Hill another day in those conditions. Now, Bryce, did you watch any of this tournament by chance? No, actually. I just kept up with the standings, man. Yeah, so okay. I didn't actually watch any of the. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, listen. So, Darren, I think Darren's about to break down what happened, like what was crazy about this tournament. So, I mean, yeah, go for it. Absolutely. So, yeah, honestly, just like Isaac segmented this next part, perfect. So, thank you for that. Honestly, looking at the nitty gritty of this tournament, we had uncut rough. They talked about it on the golf channel. They cut it on Tuesday and proceeded to leave it until the tournament finished as far as the rough goes. So you had five days of rough growth with Top Seed just going to town. And I believe they only cut it at four inches. So it was so long when they cut it. It was already long to begin with. So pairing that with super fast conditions on honestly what was an already unforgiving golf course in this. We saw many players getting really frustrated, voicing their opinions. Now, gentlemen, did you guys see what Rory McIlroy said in his interview post-Sunday? No. No? He honestly said that he was, again, very frustrated with the course and felt that it just wasn't even fair. He honestly said that he got punished for hitting good shots. He he mentioned to the... uh, journalist or the reporter that was answering the questions or questioning him, pardon me, that he's okay with getting punished for bad shots, but he didn't understand how he hit good shots and still got punished for it. And I feel like a lot of guys in the tour felt that way about this golf course. 
And in all honesty, and I'm going to get the question going after this, because we even saw Matt Jones in the final round throw his putter into 11, muttering under his breath, I'm done. In the lake. Into the lake. Like he literally, like a tour professional who gets paid to golf in not major conditions, but pardon me, major conditions, but not a major. Non major tournament, yeah. Said that he was fed up and done with it. So that makes me wonder after seeing the highest scoring average of the season by two over par, which is unheard of. For the PGA Tour, yeah, and I think Lenny, you were saying what six people? I think it, I think it was actually round? three. I think it might have been only three that went in over the went under par in the last round. Uh-huh. And I remember it was Tyrrell Hatton was one of them. Thank God for him. He uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Shout out, shout out because he got you into the, into the bailed me out. exactly. Yeah. He did. So, boys, with that being said, I understand professional golfers. They're allowed to have meltdowns when they don't go low because the expectation for them is to go low. That's their job. Like they practice, train, play every day. They're wired that way to compete and to put up the best score possible. So my question, is it really fair to have a course that's not a major to have only 10 guys go under par? Bryce, go for it. Do you do you have an opinion on like? Do you like to see people get beaten up on the golf course, or do you like to see the pros going under par? Well, yeah, I like the low scores, honestly. Um, Fair. Only ten guys under par, really. Yeah, for the whole tournament. Entire tournament. Yeah. Out of a hundred cut field, your cut was at plus four through two days. Yes. Man. So no, no, I'd rather for a non-major tournament. This course, yeah, it definitely beats people up. <laughs> it was insane this year, honestly. Like, I, Aaron, I think it's fair. I, I like it. I, I don't care that players don't like it. I love watching pros get beaten up. I love watching Matt Jones throw the club in the water. It makes great moments. I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of having it in a non-major tournament but i'm like i kind of like watching it happen um it, it shows that bale could could hold itself in the u.s open though which i never imagined i know it's a tough course always been a really tough course on tour but seeing that an arnold palmer designed golf course is <laughs> only in a major championship would be hilarious well they were saying that and they as in the golf channel I was listening to this at work because heaven forbid golf town, please. If you listen to this, any of you from head office, please give us a radio. Cause if I have to listen to the golf channel <laughs> for eight hours a day, every shift for 40 hours, you mean don't tires. love old man radio talking yeah. shit about, you know. dude, old man radio wouldn't be bad if it wasn't the golf channel where they repeat the same thing every three hours. Yeah. Nothing to talk about at They're the bored. same time. Because they don't want to talk about going with that. That's true. You're right. They don't want to. They they want to roast the guys for stripping on uh, what 16 at Scottsdale for throwing beers. Like screw you. 
I'll roast them. <laughs> yeah, those, I hate. Okay, you're growing the game. First thing we gotta say this. I hate. Like we, I we were told. I was told by Jacob, we can't single out people because it's mean. Because we want to have guests and that kind of stuff. And Bryce is our first guest. We're never gonna single out Bryce. We love Bryce, but yeah. I'm talking about professional athletes. We we're not gonna single them out unless they really deserve it. But I think it's fair to say the Golf Channel people suck. Like a lot of them. Like. I forget who it was. It was Matt Janela and somebody else. They were having a conversation, and a golfer had a, a tattoo. They started talking about tattoos for 30 minutes in, like, in like the way your grandfather would talk about tattoos. Matt Janela isn't, like, 40 years old. He's like, I wouldn't want to have one of those in my body my whole life. That sounds like a lot of regrets. Oh, he's already got bad. a tramp stamp. How do you get a job like that? Definitely <laughs> like, has a bro, tramp stamp. Golf channel people, bro. What? Hundred percent. Definitely has a tramp stamp. Yeah, for sure. And it, no, it's like, do you remember uh, where the Millers? Yes, of course. So you know how, how you know above her waist? Was... Do you remember Boner Garage? Oh, one hundred percent. He's got on his back. Bro, my favorite part about where the Millers. Okay, we're gonna dive off real quick. Venture, yeah. venture off way in left field. When the spider bit Kenny. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, favorite part of Where the Millers. Bryce is going to tee you off with this. What is it? Go, if you've seen it. You've seen it, right? Oh, talk of, yeah, I've definitely seen it. Of course I've of seen course. it. My favorite part of talking about tattoos is the no regrets right <laughs> no. across the chest. Not even one letter. Yeah. Um, it's hard not, not to Not even say one letter. Yeah, Bonner Garage is stolen for me. <laughs> Lenny, how about you? Oh, I love how off topic we are, but I like the you know, remember the scene in the in the trailer where uh the fake sister is teaching the fake brother how to kiss and then Jennifer Anderson gets involved and they keep trading kisses. That's my favorite part. <laughs> that, that was so weird. <laughs> of course. And then and then Buddy's just watching, just like eating popcorn or something, chips, whatever. They're family. Yeah, and then, like, there isn't, isn't there, like, a weird, like, he's enjoying, like, the dad's watching, like, the dad, in air quotes. Yeah. And the, and is his, watching. The girl and that, then there's, like, yeah. The guy that he's practicing, the girl that he's practicing for, it walks into the trailer and thinks they're a real family. That's right. And sees them making out and sees, think it's Sweet Home Alabama. Sorry if you're living in Alabama and listen, I'm not allowed to single you out. Ugh, rules. Mm. Yeah, they suck. Anyways. No one wants to follow them. They're made to be broken. All right? That's what rules are for. Back to golf. Now, the last time I hosted, I did a segment. We're going to switch gears here. So, honestly, to the both of you, Bryce likes those low scores. Lenny likes to see people get beat up. See, I'm I'm on the side of honestly this is gonna sound horrible and I apologize, the middle. I don't think that they should make courses where minus twenty-five or minus nineteen, minus thirty, like you see every guy light up the bloody Canadian and Hawaii or Hawaii is accessible. I really don't like it. I don't like seeing that. I think it's a little much. But at the same time, I also don't like seeing professional golfers who are made to like, because this is, this is how I see it. 
if those guys, if only 10 of them can shoot under par, realistically, for anybody who likes that, Lenny, if I put you on that golf course, how, like, how many holes would it take you for you to walk off that golf course? I'm playing. I'm question. playing this golf course. Somebody pulled up a, th- pulled up a t- made a tweet, and it was like, they did some research, did some numbers, and they said a scratch golfer would shoot 88 or higher um, <laughs> at that, uh, on Sunday. <laughs> And it was scary to ever hear that. Um, so I'm I'm playing that course and just dying, but I'm playing it. Shoot 180. That's, that's my thing. I'm like I look at that and I'm like, for me, don't get me wrong, I love a challenge, but there there is a degree where you you do exactly what Matt look, Jones did. A professional and you golfer, throw your hands up in the air. Stuff I know, but them. like they they can you know what they can do after the final round when they collect their. paycheck for the single week in competing. They can go Go put on the Dior slippers. They can put on their Dior slippers at home, slip in their eight-person jacuzzi tub, and cry themselves to sleep with a bottle of champagne and strawberries, chocolate strawberries. Like, I don't care. I get it. (laughs) I drown my sorrows in Chick-fil-A chicken fingers and barbecue sauce. That's what I would do. But that's all we can afford. I don't care about a professional golfer's happiness on getting beaten up by a course. Like, congratulations. You went five over on the day. Like, must suck to be you. The rest Welcome of us are real 30 world. over, bro. Like, Welcome to the real world. golf is average person. <laughs> what are you talking about? You shoot five over, it's the end of the world. Like, okay. Relax. Yeah, yeah, suck it up. Did you, move did on you to see the um, Shut up. Sorry. I think I don't. What? Check check my facts. And I don't think the name is right with Adam Scott. I think it might have actually been Zach Johnson, who shot like sixteen over on on the last day. I was like, yes, someone's playing bogey golf in the PGA Tour. It was great. Yeah, we haven't. Okay, what's good, Bryce? We haven't got you involved for five minutes. Oh, it's all good. You can keep talking. So, Bryce, I have a question for you. All right. Is it appropriate then, if these guys are getting absolutely torched by the golf course, for them to do what the average person would do and just get absolutely loaded as they are playing? Of course, if you're not getting low scores, you're not having fun, so you drink and you have more fun. That's how it works, right? Yeah, would it be would it be appropriate for a professional in a tournament to do that if they're getting absolutely cooked? Like how cooked we talk about like missing the cut by hole nine or what? I mean, I'm talking <laughs> yes. plus sixteen, plus sixteen through through sixteen holes. So bogey golf. Oof. Might as well not even play the rest. Might as well just go to the clubhouse and start drinking there. <laughs> Might as well wrap it up. Oh, by the way, before we call, before you rudely call out Zach Johnson, who did not shoot 15 over in the final round, it was Troy Merritt who shot 15 on over, not 16 over. So (laughs) leave the boy alone. Leave our Ryder Cup captain out of this. (laughs) Actually, not our. He's not our our captain. Exactly. Could you imagine if it was North America? What? What do we throw? Corey Connors. Comes in last place. What do you want? <laughs> That's true. We wouldn't even. Oh, we wouldn't uh, even have Corey a Connors is, is is a phenomenal golfer, and he'll yeah. he makes top twenties consistently. 
But the problem with Corey Connors is I haven't seen him win. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's not that big name that you he's know, good, great five guy. and zero in a Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. Is he going to make the? Yeah, exactly. Bright yeah. make made a great point. I feel like if you're trying Mary, you're hitting the clubhouse after ten holes, fifteen holes. Yeah. So yeah, it's over. I mean, obviously for these guys, you know, you play out your tournament because they're going to get paid. But at the end of the day, yeah, like that's. There, he's just there to collect a paycheck. It would have been nice if he tried to go wedge off every hole. Just, just absolutely dig it. Just play around with it. All right. But last last time I hosted, which was a couple weeks ago, we got treated with Isaac last week. Myself. I dove into golf balls, and this week we're going to change gears, and we're going to jump right to the equipment. Just like I mentioned at the start of the pod, we're going to break down a little bit about wedge play. And I'm really excited about this. Because I want to find ways for you, the listener, to save strokes off of your games. So I want to first discuss the importance of wedges and what a wedge fitting can do to really tune in your play around the greens from within 100 and make you score better. So first and foremost, for the boys in the pod, you obviously got your balls checked. And by that, I mean you fit. And then you obviously need to do that before you get your sticks checked. So let's chat. I about feel like this it's all in one, Darren. I feel like one. if you're, uh, hold on, are you? Wait. If you're going for separate sessions, that's maybe you should. Um, that's more weird than healthy. Yeah. yeah, if you go for separate sessions to get separate entities checked like that, you got something else going on. Okay, you should have. You should have multiple doctors on standby. Are they two separate doctors? I don't know. Are they? Who's fitting your balls and wedges, Darren? Is it the same person? The swing doctor. Yeah, you bet. It's me. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Exactly. Okay, fine. (laughs) We got that going on. But usually, no, you do not do a ball fitting and a club fitting together. Usually, you want to walk into a club fitting with the type of golf ball that you're actually going to be playing so that you get your true feel across the board on golf clubs so just for anybody listening who goes to get a club fitting if you don't know what golf ball you're playing start with that because each golf ball has a different outcome on each golf club i understand that golf clubs across the board will perform typically the same way with a golf ball but don't get me wrong the type of golf ball that i have numbers to prove it makes a huge difference in when you're doing a fitting. That's crazy. It really is. But with that being said, I want to dive into what's in our bags. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So I'm going to dive into Lenny first, who honestly, in my opinion, is a better wedge player than I am. I'm going to say that right now. Thank you. Thank you. I'll I, take the one, the one thing I got. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lenny's got wedges down pat, and I've been trying to always jump to him. Just like his backhand when we were kids in ice hockey. Could never catch it. was always just lethal. But with that being said, Lenny, what is in the bag? What wedges do you get? Bokies. Go to 56. All right, mm-hmm. I, use, I spend my 56 with everything, to be honest. Everything from bunker shots. I'm getting used to bump and runs. I will use this in 8-iron around the green if it's playable. Um, 
but I use my 56 anywhere inside 75 yards. And I actually haven't had a gap where I had to get like a, a different wedge. So my, I jump from approach wedge, I believe it's 51. So I'm like 51, 50, 51. I don't know what my, my degree is on it, but I jump it all the way up to 50. Sorry. More than likely. Yeah. Yeah. So I jumped six degrees. I use my, I just got comfortable. I never had more than two wedges in my hmm. bag. So yeah, okay. 56 Voki SM4 a while ago, been in my bag. Ladies and gentlemen, the one wedge wonder. Seriously. Yes, sir. Like, for all you wedge heads <laughs> out there, like myself, who have four in your bag and still can't get as good, sometimes sometimes simplicity is the best thing. But with that being said, Bryce, I want to know what's up in your bag. My bag? Well, last season, I got Isaac beat here. Last season, I played the whole year without a wedge. <laughs> Just okay. I want to. Play I honestly this. just in January I just bought a new wedge. My a new wedge is a Cleveland fifty six, and I <laughs> used it once on a golf simulator. Oh, it doesn't I even think, count. You you can't. You, you can't I know. Use I haven't even used it. <laughs> okay, we should have practiced the show. I just used show. some swins. I just used some swins. I fucked my dude. I love it. Bryce has been golfing for two years. <laughs> Just Bryce, yeah, that's, yeah. man, that's my fave. No, seriously, and this is this is gonna be me, and for the listeners too. This is the variety of people that we get, like across the board, like between all three of us that I see at Golf Town. You'll have somebody like myself who's about a five. So Bryce, just so you know, I'm about honestly, catch me on a good day. I can, I can go low with anybody. I could probably play even. Catch me on a bad day, I'll probably take it to like six, seven. So float me in and around that that mark. Right. Isaac, fair to say that I mean you're not too far off a couple strokes. Nine. About a nine, there you go. Generous so, nine. I I think <laughs> I mean honestly, and then we have Bryce who's only golfed for two years, who's honestly never used a wedge outside before, which as for the listeners, you might look in look into this and go, Well, what the hell? It's really funny. When I first started golfing, I didn't play with a wedge either. For three years, I only had a pitching wedge in my bag. Yeah. Nothing. It's a starter nothing. set. Yeah, it's a starter set. And here's my favorite. Here is my favorite thing about this. I tell people when they come in to buy clubs, actually, for starter packages, I golf time. We're going way off topic, but this is it. I missed all Ontario's by two strokes with a set of starters and no wedges underneath it. Mm. Love to see it. Here I am playing Asking against... Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, don't toot my own horn, but all I'm <laughs> you're, saying... You're good, you're good, you're good. All, all I'm saying is I literally had the opportunity to play with a starter set against kids who had played since they were like 12, 13, 14. And at the end yeah. of the day... Yeah. I clubs... Can... Go ahead. Lenny, go ahead. I can I can Break attest for Darren here. I remember Darren and I uh kind of started golfing at the same time. We're even for like the first couple of years, and then Darren really just like stepped into his game. He was like F it and he was like ten strokes better than me in, in a night. And yeah, no, he was like killing it. It's self made. Let's go. In the test. That's, but it's pretty much yeah. me. Well Bryce, we we Bryce is a lefty also. 
Lefty magic, man. Wait, are you a lefty? Am I tripping? Are you a lefty? Yeah. You no, are no, lefty. you're you're right. You're right. Yeah, okay. I thought so you were you're a destined lefty. to be a good wedge player. You already are. Every lefty I know can hit a wedge well. Every lefty I know. I'm How many you. lefties do you know? Phil? Uh Phil Mickelson. Oh my god. No, there's <laughs> there are at least five or six that I work with at Golf Town. Okay. My old That's a lot of lefties. Lefty. Yeah, my old golf coach was a lefty. And nice. honestly, Lefty Smith. Shout out to you. E-Money, let's go. Said, hey, E-Money. But with that being said, it's really nice because we're going to dive right back into wedges. Personally, I think this, along with your golf balls, can really be a huge detriment to you saving strokes. So when you are considering looking at wedges, you need to factor in a couple things. Bryce, this is what I would tell you when you buy a wedge. You talk bounce and grind. Because at the end of the day, loft just depicts really how high or how low the ball is going to go. Right? So mm. what bounce and grind do is both affect the playability and the versatility of your wedge. But most importantly, there are so many options. That, and honestly, you can go to the rack and look at six or seven different 56s that have different numbers, yes. different letters on them. Right? And the reason why there are so many options is because each one needs to be tailored to the individual player for the type of shots that they like to hit and more importantly the conditions that they play in so for someone like myself who hits a very low golf ball who needs all the help in the world he can get with spinning and high relief when i open the golf club because that's what ends up happening when i do because i try to open that thing and keep it quick so that i can get as much spin possible I look for a sharp leading edge with as little bounce as I mentioned. And personally in the bag, I game MD3 wedges. Callaways have got it on lock. I got them in a 52-56 combination and a C grind. High heel relief with low bounce. So like I mentioned, gives me the opportunity to play more open face shots and create a lot more spin. I've tried to use W grinds across Callaways in a 12 degree. I also had some ping glides and some standard soles as well with high degrees of bounce. And it just wasn't for me. I couldn't get the feel right. So for the listeners, honestly, who are looking to take their game up, this is, this is me too. For Bryce, when you look at it, when you start to really hone in your wedge, again, because honestly, it's one of those golf clubs that you are going to hit. And when you hit it, you're going to fall in love with it. Please keep it simple. Do exactly what Isaac does. Do not do what I do and buy four wedges right away. Get used yeah. to it and figure it out. But for anybody who starts to fit a bag and is listening to this right now, go balls, wedges, putter. Those should be the three that you start with. I'll break down putter in two weeks from now. We'll dive into it. But with that being said, we're going to transition. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. I want to What's stay up? on that subject for a little bit. For a mm-hmm. second. Now, for, for a new golfer, relatively new golfer, Bryce and I only have golfed a few times together even because um, mm-hmm. we're just busy. Yeah. Grace Silo, too, was the first nah, like, real course that he played. Um, yeah, do you remember you just, that? You just take everybody no, was, Silo, don't you? Well, I, I, I give everybody oh, discounts. That's a beautiful course. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a lit golf course to play if you haven't played golf very much. It's a great golf course to 
to play on. Yeah, if the greens are firm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, what I was gonna say though was for like a, a relatively new golfer, uh, for somebody like Bryce or somebody even newer than Bryce that's looking to buy their first wedge, is there a certain bounce that you'd recommend, or is it all based on how they feel? Or is there ones that are more user-friendly than others? Yeah, so it's actually depicted on, like I mentioned, your conditions more so than anything. And actually, not more so than anything. It's usually your conditions and your angle of attack. So how steep or shallow you are okay. with how you hit the golf ball. So that is going to really, like, the steepness in which you hit the golf ball is going to really be the number one metric to see what bounce and sole option that you need. But at the end of the day, again, it does come down to personal feel. But when you look at something for somebody like Bryce, who's just starting, I immediately go to something with more bounce and a wider sole because it gives you more relief. It's got a lot more, the MOI and the CG are higher. So what that means in technical terms is it makes it more forgiving. Mm-hmm. So even if you miss hit the wedge, it's still going to perform fairly similar to like, again, by miss it, I mean like an off center versus a center strike. You're not going to see drastic changes. Whereas if I were to give you a lower bounce, your miss it off the toe or you miss it off the heel is going to really drastically change your, the outcome of the shot. To answer your question. So if I'm starting somebody quick with wedges and yeah. I haven't bought any, I'm typically going to a mid sand wedge, which is probably like you bought a 56, right? Bryce? If that's what I heard? Yeah, 56. 56. Yeah. I would I would go right away 56 because 60s are tough to hit. Honestly, I seldomly hit mine and I'm decent. <laughs> 56s are my go to. They're a great middleman. They are a great club to have. Get it in a mid bounce to high bounce with a wide sole. Lots of versatility. It gives you versatility. It gives you playability. You can hit them long. You can hit them short. And now, at the end of the day, what's up? Well, now what you're talking about though, with a early like kind of the first thing that you said uh, to my point was about it's all about the angle of attack relatively. Yeah. Now, does that scream for the importance of having multiple wedges in your bag? Because you're swinging differently out of a bunker than you are from 30 yards out in a fairway. Or in, a, in the rough, right? Like, you're a lot steeper when you're not in a bunker. Typically. Yeah. I hope you're not yes. playing ball first, steep shots in a bunker. You're not getting out of it. No. Or like you got to get nice and it. down, nice swoop in motion. Mm-hmm. Like, scrape it. Yeah. And I think that's where, that's where talking about opening the club face is the key. And typically with a wider sole. Mm-hmm. Again, with a higher bounce, it makes it more forgiving out of sand because it Fair. doesn't dig as deep and it gives you the ability to scrape and keep shallow. There you and go. That's, so it's Going one of those things where when that. you're talking about bunker shots, typically, and I'm kind of handicapping myself with this, a, and this is why I go to the C-cut in a Callaway because it's a high heel relief when you do open it because yeah. it gives it some more bounce. But typically with my golf clubs, a lower bounce means you dig more. So it's a lot more on you as the player to be in the right spot almost at all times when you're in bunkers with a low, with a low, low bounce. 
Okay. I'm good. There you go. I love those segments. Now, Brett, do you have any questions there? Yeah. We'll open that up real quick. No, I was just blown away. That was a lot of information right there. Lots of information, yes. I mean, at the end of the day. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering, my 56, like, would I need a second wedge? And, like, when I get used to this one, because, like, golf clubs are expensive, yo. Yeah, no, yeah. 100. It's a very fair question. And at the end of the day, for me, this is what answers it. If you have the ability to control a sand wedge around the greens, the answer to the question is don't go any mm. higher and left. And the reason why that is, is because the only time you're ever going to need a 60-degree wedge is if you find yourself behind a bunker where you have to hit a high flop shot or have it land. And land yourself. And I'm going to tell you right off the get-go, if you're putting yourself in that position, you shouldn't have been, you shouldn't be buying a wedge to give it to you. You should be thinking about your iron play and being <laughs> more smart with your that's 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 more course course management course more than management. anything rather than buying a wedge. So to answer your question quickly, I would not get used to the 56. And then the only time that I would buy a wedge is if you have a 56 in your pitching wedge and then you start hitting the ball well and you have this huge gap Mm. where you're like, I have 25, 30 yards difference and I have to take something off of this or I have to swing very hard and do not ever swing as hard as you can at a wedge because you'll skull it at somebody's forehead. (laughs) Now, Bryce, I was actually going to ask you, (laughs) classic Darren. (laughs) I've done that. I was going to ask you, though, what it, what is your gap right now? So you have your 56-degree wedge. What is the next loftiest club in your ba- bag? Oh, my 9-iron. Oh. He meant no wedges there. He I meant no, no wedges. wedges when you meant wedges. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. I love that because I, I, I was like fully supporting. Yeah, I have gotten away with having a fifty-six degree wedge and not buying another one, and fully thinking that an approach wedge and pitching wedge don't really constitute as like the pure wedge no. game. And Bryce is over here with a nine. I was just like, like you say wedge and fifty-six. I love it. I mean, at this point, like we're playing bo- You're playing bogey golf right now, right? And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna whip your ass into shape come summer. We're gonna get you on the course. This is going to be when we do video content. This will be a scramble squad member, people. This will be Bryce is a scramble squad member when it comes time for video content. So we will see Darren's. Uh, sorry, we will see Bryce's nine iron to fifty six in action. Yes, we Love will. It. And I'm looking that, forward to watch this. The 100-yard gap. <laughs> we love, if you're we love well, to see it. Definitely won't be that big of a gap. but Yes. I would offer you – I would I would let you borrow my clubs, but it what? doesn't work. This doesn't work. Okay, I have a question. Real quick, numbers, Isaac. Your difference between your 9-9 and your sand wedge, what is it? Like if you're hitting them pure. 70 yards. 70 yards. No, 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 60. 60 yards. 60, that makes hitting, sense. I'm not hitting my, my sand wedge more than 70 yards. I'm not, I'm keeping okay. it out of outside of that. I don't want to. I'm sure I could tee it up, loft down a little bit, hit it uh, over 100. I don't want to touch that. 
I feel comfortable hitting mm-hmm. high lofted sand wedges from 70 yards. Yeah, that's you. That's it. That's very much you. I don't want to play anything more than that. So yeah. I don't know what the true gap would be. It could be just 25 yards. Stock for me, my sand wedge is about 105. My, my, my nine iron takes off to 160. Oh, wait, we're going so nine iron. Yeah, it's a nine iron, not even pitching wedge. So yeah, my nine, nine iron goes about 155, 160. Honestly, in air, about 158 to be the number on, on it. Yeah, so as far as I know, I'm 80 yards because I don't hit it more than – I don't hit mine from further out than 70 yards. I've never tried, and that will bring me <laughs> – that is going to be, like, that 70 yards there. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the importance of wedges. Please, 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 if you have any questions, shoot them my way. I'm all ears. Please go get fitted if you haven't had the opportunity. Bryce, it was actually great listening to what's in your bag. It's so sick because I've been there and then I got addicted to wedges and I have not looked back since. So don't don't make this man purchase. Darren buys ten. I'm not going to. Please don't. Please don't. This is why I work at Golf Town, okay? So that the discount can support my addiction for golf clubs. All right. So we're gonna move into why what we what we brought Bryce here for. Why we exactly what we brought him here for. And it's the players, baby. Let's go. $20 million purse. We're talking big money. So first question right off the get-go. What are you boys doing with $20 million if you win? I'm you going to, me first? Yeah. I am going to put on those Dior slippers, jump in my 10-person jacuzzi, fry, champagne, maybe not the chocolate-covered strawberries. It's a little too much for me. But I'm going to do exactly what Matt Jones did. I, I don't have a reason to cry, but I'm going to do it anyways. Oh, and you won $20 million. You're going to have me cry. <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't, Bryce. Money don't fix shit. Let's go. No. Bryce, you Just got $20 million dollars fresh after everything. winning the players. What are you doing with it? $20 million. Mm-hmm. It's not what you win, though. It's the entire purse, to be fair. You're buying a anyways, hypothetically, True. we win $20 million. Buying a pitching wedge. First thing. Yeah, buy buy different wedges, buy a whole new set of clubs, buy trainers, buy golf simulators, buy anything to make me better, Ooh, man. The simulator. I, I feel the simulator. I rate that actually, yeah. I'd yeah. love to have that in the house. Or are we are we just blowing twenty million dollars to party with uh we're gonna always talk about Dustin Johnson. I mean France is a great place. Not with Dustin many, Johnson it would how be. How many bottles of wine could you buy for France? At a two dollar, like for for twenty million. Oh, ten million. Depends where you <laughs> shop. I think yeah. it depends where you it's shop. Probably just a bit more. Hold than on, 10 I thought million. we just said two dollars. Oh wait, I was gonna Number say the two dollar fifty price point, but like, nah, it doesn't make sense. If you do the math, just say two dollars. It's like three dollars. It's three fifty yeah. because it's euros. So. I don't. know. <laughs> Which is a little under. Darren, what are you doing with $20 million? Buying more golf clubs? Mm. No. And trading them in for $50 max plus? Oh, you bet I am. I'm retiring. Sticking at trust fund until I'm 50, buying a house in Mexico and retiring. Why Mexico? I'm not judging you, but why Mexico? Because it's warm. 
There's a lot of warm places. Beachy, golf, and real estate's pretty affordable. So, but why do you need? Why are you thinking affordable when you just made twenty million dollars? Because I'm practical. (laughs) I'm buying a twenty million dollar house, straight up cash. I have no payment. I have no money for the for the upkeep. I need to close escrow today. I got twenty in a (laughs) got twenty million in a bank. I'm paying cash. Okay, sorry. So here, so I have I have an angle here for for the PGA, and for anybody who's going to listen to it from the PGA, this is your time to really tune in and pay me some royalties. So on the famous seventeenth hole, I'm telling you guys, they need to do a closest to the pin that features Tiger Woods as the celebrity who players hit against. Boys, what do we think about that? Would you tune into that? Oh, 100%. I'd pay pay-per-view if they had it. Like, Tiger against everyone, Tiger's going to wipe them. doesn't matter if he has a bad back or not. No. So so you like him coming off of surgery and tuning it up just on 17. Doesn't even need to compete in the tournament. No, it's not a hard spin for him. It's what he can do. Okay. I think I like that it. would be, yeah. I think that's good. I think it would get quite a bit of views. I think the pay-per-view on that would be incredible. So PGA, if you're listening, this is your time. Get Tiger Woods. Do it by Thursday. You have two days. Well, we're going to air this tomorrow. So you now have one and a half days to get this sorted out. Get Tiger into 17 at least by the weekend so that we can pay-per-view and set it up. That's the key. The real question, though. Yeah, what's up? If someone was to beat Tiger, who would it be? Playing in this players. Just... I mean, if we were just doing it closest to the pin on 17, where you're, like, playing your, your local pro-am or your, your, your club pro, um, I think there would be a handful of guys that could give him a run for his money. My picks would probably be John Rahm. It would then move into more than likely – um, JT, and then from there, it would go. I mean, honestly, Cantley that'd be three that I think could beat him. That's it. I don't know. Sure. I know we lost Lenny, so I don't know if it's still recording, but if yeah. it is. We'll see. I think, yeah. Yeah, he sent. He, he told me that we were going to resend the invite. So. All right. What a dude. What a dude. Kick this out. Probably end up recording anyways. Actually, it's still recording from here. So, I think we can get Isaac lined up so Bryce I actually have a question for you before I lean into Isaacs with huge big name players in this field major atmosphere pretty much so we're fired up we're ready to go to watch this but I remember you telling Isaac that this stop is one of your favorites and you were very excited honestly just enough to jump on the pod for this tournament can I ask you why um TVC Sawgrass I remember 
watching it as 12 years old with my grandpa. Just Tiger, um, them all, Philly, Lefty. They all just tearing it up. Like, that's my best memory. Sawgrass and hole 17. It's synonymous in the uh, PGA, isn't it? Yeah. It's I guess you told me that. If you told me to randomly say one hole to play, hole 17. I just hit balls on that all day. Yeah. And that's pretty much where I'm segmenting. I really hope Tiger does that. I mean, I'd love to see the PGA do it, but that's so cool. The the historical value and the the childhood memories that you have with with your grandpa at you know not at but watching that tournament is is really awesome to hear. Yeah, Lenny. So I'm down. back. We're I don't back. Know what happened. <laughs> I okay. the whole meeting ended. <laughs> nope, it did not. So you guys it's kept going. Ready. It was all good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did say that we cut out, and just so everybody knows, depending on if Lenny can edit this, we'll, we'll see if you listen to this. I'm hoping, I'm hoping nothing happens. Like, it's a bit choppy from my end. I'm hoping that your voices are different entities than the recorded version of my side. We'll see. I don't know how it works. So, ladies um, and gentlemen, but yeah, what I'm we'll, find out. <laughs> we'll find I'm out. So, le- so, we're back. We have Isaac, and that teased me up into the next question. Lenny, what do you like about Sawgrass so much? From a design perspective, it's crazy. It was way ahead of its time. The first stadium designed golf course. Pete Dye obviously designs golf courses to punish golfers and make them really work for their scores. That's exactly what happened with Sawgrass. Uh, over the past couple of years, some changes with the drivable par four. Maybe is it thirteenth? Maybe I'm not. I hate that. Uh, Pete Design, I mean Pete Dye, Alice Dye actually said, his wife said that it's not Pete Desi- a Pete Dye design hole. It's stupid, but Sawgrass in its pure state is exactly a test of golf that is seen and heard and everybody knows it. It's this incredible challenge of golf. And uh, the way, I'm not a huge, huge fan of this, this design, but to take away from whole you can't i don't know you can't talk about golf without talking about 17 you can't talk about the pga tour without uh 16 17 18 that stretch of golf right there is some of the most famous golf in the world and it may not be the greatest designed golf course but i, I don't know like what can't you say about sagras there is a hundred thousand every year there's over a hundred thousand balls hit into the water by seventeen. Crazy. And every whole every every golf course tries to emulate this now. There's so many island greens. Just a bunch of I could just rant. Anyways, sorry. So you could basically put a down payment, if not buy a mortgage, in terms of just pure golf ball cost and yes. the water at seventeen at sawgrass. The also the th- crazy thing about Sawgrass is, uh, whatever the commissioner, uh, PGA Tour commissioner back in the day when before they built the course, bought a 415 acre property for one dollar, bought it for one dollar, and they built that. Now the craziest thing to me about that is, they uh, I hate this course for an environmental aspect because it was a swampland slash jungle where it was only deers 
wild boars, alligators, and snakes. Huh. And Pete dies at during construction. They killed. They killed the, that he knew of at least seventy rattlesnakes. So horrible for the world. Horrible for disease control. Horrible for the ecosystem. But it turned out to be everyone's ever casual golf fans one of their favorite golf courses. Yeah. And that's exactly what Bryce said. He's grinning ear to ear. It's so true. Every casual golf fan loves sawgrass. Lenny, let's just put it this way, all right? Every casual golf fan, I'm sorry to plop you into this, Bryce, and please stop me from wrong, could care less about the humanitarian lives at the cost of this golf course. The way I, the way that, not the way that I see it, but the way the PGA sees it, there's the best dollar that they've ever spent. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Best dollar that they've ever spent. Yeah. But but any casual golf fan that that looks past what they did <laughs> like it's them. Like if they, they can pick the golf courses, they can pick the ecosystem. I feel like golf fans we don't we do enough bad things to the environment, so it's it's fine. That's true. Yes. That's very I hate true. it. <laughs> mm. so my, my say, I used to love sawgrass, I must say. I used to love sawgrass. I loved it. I love I love so many elements of it, but it's just I don't like the story of it. it hurts. Fair enough. That's t- you know what I didn't even know about that. I'm I'm not a golf course enthusiast that much. I really don't. I do. posted it on our Instagram today. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be how much Darren checks in and runs our Instagram. <laughs> it's pretty much all Lenny, the face of the franchise, so that we know. Yes. All right. So we're gonna dive into our picks, boys. We're gonna wrap this up because I feel like the listeners are done listening to me. They could go on with you two all day, but we're going to move. We're going on to picks, and Darren's coming in hot after going three for three in top 20s. And we actually just broke it down just before we got started in our pod. Man, I should have switched. If I switch, pardon me. My winner with my other T20, I would have ran a perfect week. Now, Lenny, I have a question. What are we doing if someone picks... A perfect week. What are we doing? Meaning outright winner wins? Yeah. Or I, just top like I'm talking I'm talking no, like the trifecta running four for four, where your your winner wins and you do one, two, three in top twenty six. The top four. What 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 what's the end result? Free round of Mickelson. I am I don't have money much. But I'll give you my car give you my life savings you need my car right now too by the way i do you need a hybrid in this gas economy <laughs> so take oh my car my i'll give you a buy buy you a house but i'm broke okay i can't even afford my car bryce so what bryce are you doing so- what are you giving him yep. on a perfect week what are, what are we doing if we win a perfect week like a, what are a- we doing if we do a perfect week we're celebrating somehow we're doing something crazy we go into play on Sawgrass. I looked it up today. It's like six hundred dollars to play. Yes, yeah. sir. Down. If somebody gets a perfect week, we fly out. To there Sawgrass we go. To play it. So who? So what? And there's cost free. So the winner is cost free, and the cost is we pay. So whoever doesn't get the perfect week is paying. So Bryce and I, See, if that... Darren goes perfect, Bryce and I pay for your costs. That's what I was saying. Like a, a round of Mickelson or a round of golf course, you choosing on the boys. If you can, we shake on this. You run a perfect week. Done for the listeners. <laughs> Are this we is doing this? Shake. Like actually shaking? 
Not on Yo, Saw. Hand yeah, on yeah. Sawgrass. We're on in whatever god you believe in. Not on Sawgrass, but like. Well, for a yeah, Bryce. That's Bryce's dream course right there. I respect that. I used to have a dream of playing Sawgrass. I still do. Okay, fine. I want Let's to play Sawgrass. Let's do it. Let's do it. I play. I'd rather play Pebble for that price, but I, I definitely would play Sawgrass. We're doing Sawgrass if Bryce wins. Perfect week. What are we playing if you win? No, we're playing perfect week. That's it. I just want to know. I just want to know. What are the rules of the contest if someone rings out a four for four? Because the likelihood of that happening is so low. It's impossible. It's not happening. It's almost impossible. It's almost. So Sawgrass is minimum. You get Sawgrass plus I don't even know what else. By your friggin' jet. Okay. So for me, if you parlay if you parlay those together, then you are instantly then you're instantly a billionaire. Clutch. Yeah, That's you're fine. a billionaire. Yeah, I mean, you better have a horseshoe straight up your butt for that to happen. But do you usually have horseshoes up your butt, Darren? No, <laughs> but apparently this week I did because I was running in lucky. The luck of the leprechaun is all I'm gonna say. Tell Vicky to stop putting horseshoes up your butt. Let's go. Oh my god, relax. <laughs> we are in Calgary and there are horses aplenty. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so seeing as this week's historical keys, statistically in my opinion, are to win, or to win, pardon me, are or to play well, more importantly, as well, come from the strokes gained approach for shots as well as driving accuracy. It's safe to say that these statistical measures are going to be my bias for picks. So, with that being said, my winner outright, what might come to a surprise for the both of you. I haven't checked odds. Bryce, I make Lenny do it for me every time, and I apologize. Love you, Isaac. I'm going to do it till the, till the rest of the season dies, and you're going to kill me by the end of it. But, rolling the hot hand from last week, looking to carry it over. I'm taking Terrell Hatton. He played great last week. Woo, Statistically, he, mm, he stacks up in the top. Uh, he's a T1 as far as top putters in the PGA. He has a lot of fairways. And he stacks up very well in Florida. Lenny touched on it in the pod last week. The people who play well in Florida, and especially on golf courses like this, typically do well and have success as they move through. And that is a key reason why I am picking picking Terrell Hatton as my winner. Love that pick. Okay. I'll go next. We'll say Bryce for the last say the best pick for last. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going with Colin Morikawa. Let me pull up my notes. Uh, I don't know his odds, actually. Let me check. Uh plus fourteen hundred, a little safer. Um all five winners since shot link data of strokes gained approach began have ranked with the in the top six in that category, which is exactly where Morikawa sits. Um, and I also this I don't like betting on the players. I'm actually not. I'm actually not touching the Bucks this week, um, because this course doesn't like past success. Doesn't really care about past success. There's only been like five two-time winners, and the average span in between being a two-time winner here is 11 years. Meaning back-to-back winners aren't really a thing. This is like it doesn't really favor anybody it's a true test of golf all around anybody can have a good day anybody ha- can have a bad day the part of the reason for like this past success thing isn't quite as crazy here 
is I, I, I really truly believe is because of hole 17. 800 balls since 2003, over 800 balls on the PGA Tour have landed on in the, in the lake on 17. So I really think rounds are won and lost in that three-hole stretch. And I think it comes down to who's hitting the ball the best and who has the best luck. So Colin Morikawa is going to win the Masters. I mean, they're going to win the players at some point. Um, I know he hasn't been amazing as of late, but man, I can turn around here. I like Bryce, it. who do you have? I didn't do as much studying on these picks as you guys did, but it's okay, um, you're good. Pick with your heart. I got I work. I got um Brooks Kapka. That's dude. I've I've been reading some shit. If yeah. Brooks kept everyone's saying it, like there's a lot of people because Brooks kept because our odds are juicy and they're like this they're man high. is due. That, yeah, he's high. That's a fire pick. Yeah. Let me find the odds plus four thousand. Those are forty to one odds. I would take those. I, I might place a bet now on Brooks Kepka. Best bet of the week, right there. And he's, you know, what's crazy to me. Do you have a reason? Do you have a reason why you're picking Brooks? No, I just think. I don't know. He's been doing well. He's won this. He's won this tournament before, hasn't he? Uh, this one I don't know. Maybe no. I don't think <laughs> so. I didn't do any research. No. I don't think so. But you're you're on the right really logic. That's okay. You're on the right logic because he shows up in big tournaments. So regardless of whether this is a major or not, he shows up in a lot of those really big tournaments that that matter the most. So it's a good pick. Yeah. So then you pull it up if he's won, or do you want me to do you want me to roll into the T20? I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now. You're good. Okay. Go into the T20s. Uh. All right. So we're going to roll into some T20s, as I'm sure you guys just listened to. So first things first, this is my number one. I got Justin Thomas. Lenny mentioned it. There's no back-to-backs. That's why I didn't pick him to win, honestly. He's a reigning champion. He's playing some unbelievable golf. And let me tell you, he's been on a tear in his recent tour appearances this season with two top fives. Two top ten finishes over his last four or last five starts. Pardon me. So that's four of five, where he's ten or above, and a previous winner on this golf course coming from last year. In my opinion, seems like a sure lock on the top twenty. So Justin Thomas, you have my first pick. We'll go to you, Lenny. What's good? Um, by the way, Justin Thomas is minus 105. Yeah. Even money, take that all day. I, who did I pick? Who did I pick? I should probably pull that up. Uh, oh, my boy. My boy all day. Daniel Berger is getting my first pick at plus 162. He collapsed last time out at the Honda Classic. That was <laughs> ugly, 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 ugly. He's still my rough guy during this florida swing mm-hmm. he calls he calls the palm springs home palm springs garden sorry home he likes he's familiar with the bermuda he's familiar with these greens uh he's a home basically i'm gonna call it daniel Berger has a real real chance of winning a top 20 should be safe pick with plus money here who's your first guy Bryce? my first guy was Actually, your winner, um, Colin Marikawa. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Same odds as Justin Thomas, one hundred five. 
Seems like a sure lock. Again, just like Lenny talked about, great ball striker. Bryce, good pick. That is a good pick. Seems safe pick. I, I, he has a legit. I, I think Bryce could just pick two winners there. To be honest, he could have. Um. He might yeah, Darren. Next. Next is actually Lenny's first pick, Daniel Berger. <laughs> We're not? sharing picks today. Yeah, Whoa. we are. Apparently, so. not bringing any any outside analysis. We're all sharing the same, except except Brooks Kepka. Obviously, the I best mean, pick. Honestly, mine my my analysis went like this. Stacks up seventh in strokes gained as far as approach, fifth in driving accuracy, first in sand saves, and top five in up and down percentage. He's good around the greens, Guys. hits fairways, and hits and hits putts. So at the end of the day, this I don't guy like his odd winning, but I like him in the top. I like his odds winning, to be honest. I like him plus money here. I'll take it. 105, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I think it should be I don't think it should Maybe plus money. Agreed. I think he's a lock. Um, I will take who am I taking? My boy, my favorite. I said my boy for the last one, but Xander Shoffley, my favorite golfer. Let's go. I haven't even collected my odds there, and so I'm picking right now as we go. That's hilarious because I was gonna have been so big. I had Shoffley. You should have plus one sixty. That's my did, boy. Always will be. I the odds. I love these odds, but I and I don't care about anything else. Because he may have back-to-back missed cuts at Sawgrass, um, <laughs> I'm I'm really diving into the belief. I'm always Bryce on this. I don't. I'm sure. Like I know you listen to podcasts, but I don't know if you like know, notice that I'm. I love past success at tournaments. I love recent success. Throughout, I'm. I am going off of recent success, but past success at this tournament, two missed cuts is a major red flag. I would never, never take this. But plus one sixty. Xander Shoffley, the way he's been playing when he plays. Phenomenal golfer. My favorite golfer in the world. It's some personal bias. So I'm going to pick him as my number two slot. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Bryce, who you got? Who's another top 20? Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about this guy, but I know we came seventh last week. Um, Taylor Gooch. Bro, okay. Darren, break the news. Who's your number three? Uh, he just said it. It's Taylor Gooch. <laughs> oh, no way. Okay. Yeah, okay. We did not try this. Lenny, you break it down. Who is your three? Hold on. I'm just giving you the odds for him real quick. Let me see. Taylor Gooch's odds for top 20 are, where are you, Taylor? Top 20 is plus 280, plus 280. Those are juicy. Take it. Okay, I promise you, people, I promise you, I promise you, none of us know each other's picks until this very moment. Yep. So we're on to something here because all three of us have picked Taylor Gooch. Plus 280. Only two appearances. Can I break it down quick? Yes. I got, let me say my quick thing. Okay. Two, oh, two appearances, one miscut, and the other last time out tied fifth place, and and top ten last week as as Bryce mentioned. Bryce is out mm-hmm. here saying he's not doing the research, but he's obviously looking at the leaderboard, mm-hmm. doing some research. It yep. says a lot. Florida Greens. He fought it. Let's go. What you got, Dan? What do you got to say? Yeah. So just like you said, Lenny, miscut the year. 
like in the two tournaments that he's had, goes miscut T5. And this is honestly Taylor Gooch. So I feel like this is a hit or miss with him because when he's on, he's on. It's the story of his PGA career, at least from the sample size that we've seen in 2022. Obviously, I haven't done enough research into previous years, but coming off a great week last week, he's only missed one cut this season. And when he didn't miss the cut, get this, he's a top 20 every time he's played. Oh. Missed one cut and a T20 every time he's played in 2022. So he's due to miss this one. So so we're either on to something, he's red hot, stick with it, or we are going to or just his luck like is it. running out. All three of us are just like complete idiots and we should not throw my mortgage on it, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. Dude, plus two eighty plus two eighty approach. Taylor and Gooch is one of the best golfers on tour right now. Right now, yeah, hundred percent. And you know what? My boss and I were talking about him. He thinks Taylor Gooch is gonna win the US Open and the way he was playing. Ooh. last week's tournament I think he's very very much on the money and right with something Bryce we've gone no. with our three do you have a third Does he, for us? you have a third do you have a third do you have a third because I only I, told, I don't know why I told him to only bring two <laughs> that's okay so if you had to pick from this field you have any any name possible any golfer in the world it's any 48 out of the top 50 golfers in the world and if you tell yeah. me Harris English I swear to God Tiger Woods. Um, Shut up. Yeah. Uh, no, um, Adam Scott, then. That's my pick. Adam Ooh. Scott. Okay. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Okay. You want there his odds? Go. I think those are juicy. If you want to pay off a mortgage. Plus 240. Plus, yeah. Plus 240. Not as good. Not as good as uh, Gucci's, but those are no. some flyer odds still. Okay. I like those odds. Um, I think the only person nice. that should be putting bets down to this week is uh, – Actually, I think we should be putting bets on Taylor Gooch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm riding that. Um, yeah, I'm, hot. I'm down for it. Maybe that forty to one versus Kepka pick. Yeah, I think it's. That's, I'm not yeah. twelve to one. Colin Morikawa. If he even if he wins, it's like I don't know if it was worth it. Lenny, what's good with Terrell Hattons? I'm telling you, what's his what's his odds? What, plus five thousand, you said to win five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Fifty, 50 to one. one. I'd take those. I'd take those too. So, ladies and gentlemen, although he looks miserable when he golfs, he does. Oh, I, I, I love it. I love watching it. I love it's my favorite. He, he like breaks clubs and shit. He's my favorite. He, I have a lot of favorites. I want, I wish, I don't know. He's not like huge name, is he? No. I wonder if we could like put him PGA. on here. Try to tell him. I mean, he, we, ha- we get a thousand listeners minimum each podcast. Like, we could just say that. Let's try it. Totally. Let's go. Let's try to get him. You should reach I'll out. Plug his agent. I mean, I'm sure he'll do it for the right cost. And uh, worst case scenario, let's get his caddy, yeah, <laughs> or his agent. We'll get his agent no, on his caddy. And I want we'll his caddy. We can get to his caddy. Okay, okay. So okay. we'll get a caddy. I don't know how this works. But yes. and we'll have Bryce after that. There we go. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say this is the third time now. Trying to wrap it up. Lenny cut me off both times. <laughs> Lenny, love you, dude. Shut up. But that's beside the fact. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bryce, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you for your input, your knowledge. It was great to meet up. Great to meet you for the first time. With that being said, check us out on Instagram, Scramble Squad Pod. Shape by Sports is our parent 
Jake Coates, if you're listening to this, I am making you come next week. That's how it's going to work. Yeah, that's all. SBS boss for bailing. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) in due reason, because he did have a cabin in Quebec. Cue the music. How you get it on is how you get it on. See ya. I'm sorry, Darren. That's okay. Don't worry about it. The whole time, dude. Bryce, thanks for that, dude.